Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Well, there was a bear there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. I'm joined with Lot. Hi, I'm Lot. Uh, you can find me at the Lady of Tarth on Twitter. Uh, Devin. Hey, this is Devin GD Harpo on Twitter. And Kama. Hi, this is Kama, and you can find me at Oxford Slice at Twitter. Cool. We're going to be discussing Sansa's fourth chapter in A Game of Thrones. Um, it's a trigger warning for all the usual potentials of rape and violence. Um, uh, it's just weird saying fourth chapter when, we, you know, we're so far in with the Neds and everything. It just felt weird. But uh, 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 I had to <laughs> double check. Like, cause I was like, this can't be right. It's at the end of this thing. And yeah, I know. Or? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so let's see. We'll, I guess, jump right in. Uh, Sansa's been locked in a room for three days with Jane Poole. Um, she wept and pleaded through the door for the first day. Um, she's begging them to tell her what was happening. Uh, you know, she could hi- hear the sounds of, you know, she said she, we get this idea that, you know, she's saying she was used to, always used to hearing the sounds of swords clashing from training and, you know, wooden swords and things like that. But just the groans and the noises is just a totally different feel. Um, and that same first evening, they brought Jane to the room and who was significantly more distraught because she actually sounds like witnessed a lot of the killing and seen a lot of bodies on her way up. Um, and she told Sansa that they were killing everyone. Um, the fighting was over by the second day. Um, an eerie silence settles over the keep. Um, Jane can't stop crying, which is understandable. We, you know, we get, we get more of this, you know, it's like a lot of, it, I feel kind of bad because it's like things that you might think, but they sort of fleeting and passing and you correct yourself. But she's so young, you know, it's, it seems so super judgy, but it's just, I guess she's stressed out. She just keeps thinking about oh, how much she's annoyed by the crying, basically. And, um, <laughs> and the, the women um, bring food and clothes and she tries to ask them, but no, of course, nobody's answering. Um, they're silent, won't say, you know, what's going on or what's happening to her father. Um, she tells them, she begs them, basically, please, that she needs to see the queen. You know, she considered th- the king, but then she's like, you know, he's not going to talk to her. So she goes through the Cersei route. And on the second day, um, there's a girl, she hears this great bell begin to ring. And Jane's like, what is that for? And Sansa says the king is dead. Uh, I guess we can stop right there for a moment. But, um, yeah. I mean... <sighs> The Sansa's, I don't know, to defend Sansa a little bit. Being locked in a room with anybody for three days that's crying would be annoying. (laughs) Or is it just one day? Maybe Maybe I can't defend her too hard. (laughs) And different different people handle, you know, that's the thing. People And and Sansa, and I think because Sansa didn't see, like, I think there's a whole other level. Like, I don't know if Sansa had, if she had seen all those bodies, or she would have been quite as calm, but... She could hear it. She could hear it, but she... She could hear it, but didn't know what and who... yeah, I, I think if think she sees calm. it, I don't think she's this calm at all. I think I think that's that sort of what do they call that? There's like a it's a psychological thing where you're yeah, outwardly yeah. very calm and you seem to be collected, but inside you're like screaming. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what's going on here. 
And I've heard that some, like, I don't know, maybe both experience that, but sometimes when things get too crazy, you actually remain more, like, you, it settles you more, and you're like, okay, I need to focus, and maybe she's one of those type of people. <laughs> I think she's, yeah. she has no idea what's going on, and she's just trying to, I mean, because there are all these clues, like, and she, you know, her chapters are so interesting to me, because I think she realizes and that peeks out here and there mm -hmm. that things are not right. <laughs> and I think though that she's just, this is just, she's messed up. Yeah. Um, by the third morning, you know, she's thoroughly done with it. And, um, Sir Boris Blount, you know, comes to escort her to the queen uh, you know, she's kind of, it's, it, there's this like little funny bit. I didn't put it in my notes, but she's again, she's pretty much thoroughly judging how homely he is, but she talks about how, you know, she really goes over where flowery, like compliments him, you know, how he looks handsome in his, you know, suit of armor and everything. And, and he's sort of like, you know, sort of responds back, but it's like, she's like thinking to herself, I still have to be do court etiquette, you know, even under all these circumstances, she still has to show a good face. Um, so she's taken to the council chambers where Cersei's seated at the head of the table with Baelish, Pycelle, and Varys. Um, they're all in black, and she gets that feeling of dread as she looks at them. Um, Cersei smiles, and Sansa thinks, you know, at the start, that it looks like the sweetest and saddest smile she's ever seen. Um, you know, and I think what you were saying, Kamala, like, she picks up, I notice these moments where she'll be like, she smiles, but she sees something, like, she'll sort of offhandedly, but this, but then she sort of convinces herself back that everything's fine. Um, you know, cause it's like, she's smiling, but then she's not happy when she hears that Jane Poole, um, you know, Sansa picks up on that was put in the room. Um, and she's like, kind of snaps at Boris, like tell her beforehand next time. Um, Sansa asks after Jane's father. Then Cersei tells the counselor that she doesn't want to cause Sansa any distress and tells them to do something with Jane. I'm totally ignoring the question. Um, Baelish says we'll find a place for her. Cersei tells them to calm Jane down by, that's oh, so horrible, by telling her that they can, they're taking her to her father, um, which Sansa questions why Jane can't go directly to her father. And, you know, it's, we, we know it's Cersei lying, but like, she just says she'll be well taken care of. But yeah, Sansa picks up. You can tell she, something's not right here. Poor fucking Mantis. Oh, these are evil, awful people. Yeah. Like the, I mean, the... and go ahead, Devin. When when he says I'll find a place for her, like she says not in the city, mm. and he's like, "Do you take me for a fool?" And it's like, what is going on here? Like particularly like your first time reading it, yeah. like what are they about to do with this girl? Yeah, like I don't think I had any idea until was it dance when we find I think out it's dance when that comes back up, and now knowing what what they're he's. He is casually planning to do with Jane and what Cersei is totally fine with as long as she's not in the city. And these yes, are little kids. These are not grown adults, hardened swords. I mean, these are little girls. Yeah. Um, Cardinal Girl 75 on Discord, um, she says on the reread, hearing Cersei and Littlefinger talk about Jane Poole so casually is horrifying. In my first read, I thought they were going to kill her, but knowing her actual fate makes me want to cry. Also, Cersei's telling Sansa that they are sending Jane away because they don't want her upsetting Sansa reminds me of the Adams family when Morticia tells Gomez, don't torture yourself. That's my job. 
<laughs> but yes, it is incredibly horrifying. Like how casual they're talking they had, about this. They had like days to plot this to like plot things. Well, and it's so unnecessary. I mean, I suppose you could make an argument why the men, you know, the the steward, why Jane's father had to be killed, or why the swordsman and all that. I get that, but like. I don't think we learn it in this chapter, but I don't get why the govern uh, Septimordain had to die. I don't get why Jane has to be sent off to uh, sexual slavery. I mean, what? It's I mean, just- these are not people who are going to be a threat. You know, you send the Septa back to wherever religious order she comes from. It's ruthlessness, and it's sending a message, is what it is. It's just- but I mean, they've, they've yeah. done it. I mean, they've done that. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it just reminds like, you of the reigns of Castamir. Like, they yeah, yeah. took everybody out. And so, I'd, like, the order for this had to be anybody that's not the girls, kill them. Pretty much. And, yeah, and it reminds I think it's in this exact part where doesn't Sansa, I think she's notices the Peter. And she's like almost like a skin crawling feeling. Like she feels uncomfortable with Peter staring at her. Yes. So it's just, oh, it's just horrible. Worse is she knows more. I mean, she's figured out more than yeah. she's allowing herself to realize. But she's realizing this stuff. I mean, yeah, because she you almost see her like mentally argue arguing yeah. herself what she's seeing. Like yeah. she's she is picking up on a lot body language. Um, the, the directions they're given, she questions, like, why that? But then she's constantly checking in and reaffirming with herself, well, no, Joffrey, Joffrey, Joffrey. Like, yeah, and checking and confirming with them because they, um, when she asks about Jane's father, I think Pascal, like, he looks down and she's looking at him at that moment when he, um, looks down and that's when she asks, like, her father is okay, isn't he? And I think in her mind, and I think somewhere deep down, she knows, like, that look yeah. is, that's what that not means. good. But yeah. she asks and they tell her, yeah, so she just but, keeps going. But I think deep down she knows. And I think, like, the reason she compliments, um, what's his name about how handsome he is. I mean, I think it's like, like, Morris. first of all, this is all she has. Yeah. All she has is her courtesy. She's not going to be able to grab a sto- you know, a sword and take them all down. I mean, this is never an option for her. I think all she has is being polite and courteous and just hoping, you know, and eventually her wits. But, like, yeah. This is a brutal chapter. So... She's still feeling, you know, she's feeling this level of anxiety right now. And she sits down beside the queen. Um, varies. You know, this is the whole thing is like, you just, you can hear them coming up with it. It's almost so scripted. It seems like, cause varies like, you know, says her father's a traitor. So it's almost like they each have their little like lines to add in little zingers. Um, Pycelle backs him up. Um, and says that Ned tried to steal the throne and Sansa blurts out. You know, like, this was reasonable. I think most people do this to defend your parent, and that he would never do that. And Cersei shows her the letter with blood on it, and the torn up letter, and Sansa insists there must be a mistake, and asks them to send for her father. Um, Cersei, you know, she's using her little sweet words tactic, and still trying to, like, convince Sansa, you know, of what her father's done, and, you know, this, oh god, it just, I can totally, it just sounds so 
oh, she said, oh, you know, you can't, you know, how could she let her, her marry Joffrey now? And Sansa starts wailing and tells him how much she loves Joffrey. And Cersei says, well, I know, like, why else would you, this is with the reveal. We find out that Sansa, she says, why else would you have come to me and, you know, told me about Ned's, Ned's plan to send you away? And, you know, we get Sansa's thoughts and reactions to this. And, you know, Sansa feels wicked that she defied her father, but she went to Cersei and poured her heart out, hoping, you know, that they would let her stay in King's Landing and marry Joffrey. Um, and immediately after, you know, she's thinking immediately after that happened is when they had escorted her to the high room in Megar's Holdfast. And a few hours after that, the fighting had begun. So, yeah, that's, it's just... It's sad because in her head she's telling herself, oh, you know, it's for, but, you know, I had to see Joffrey before I left. I had to tell some, you know, this, that's why she spilled the beans. The thing is, I don't think it really would have mattered. I don't think he would have gotten them out. I mean, I think this is like a little kid who doesn't quite understand that, you know what, she's really not responsible for this stuff, but she thinks she is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like this was happening regardless of her going to... Cersei, because the uh, because at the same t- like the other thing is happening with um with, after Robert dies like that's like the two things happen like pretty immediately is it like the day after maybe yeah if not close enough to the same day um so like this was yeah pretty sure inevitable. right short of him getting them what she should have done immediately getting them out of the city that wasn't good. right and and but Cersei uses that you know she's gonna yeah. <laughs> And that's, you know, that's so terrible, too, you think about it. Because that was like, she didn't have to bring that up, you know? She's just, oh, God, she's just rubbing it in. This is like 2020, but in Westeros. I mean, these are the people (laughs) who are in charge. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, the whole... So like I don't understand the need for this whole, like, like, basically they're doing, like, a play. And they're all saying their lines. And I don't really, I mean, it's like un- needless psychological well, Couldn't games they just like, order her to write the letter? Like, it's just so yeah, weird. I mean, like, why not just... You know, ugh. look, here's the situation. Your father is, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's in on trial, or he's been declared a traitor. Here's the situation. Write the damn letters. And, you know, but no, they do this whole... So that probably would have been plan B. They probably wanted to do it the easy way and see if they could get her to go along with it. Get her to cooperate would be the easiest tactic. Yeah, but I, I, I actually think what they're doing is way more complicated than the plan B. Plan B seems like a much simpler thing. And then there's time to do the, oh, you know, I'm sorry about this. I mean, they've got a pet depend. They've got very high cell and Peter, all of whom are not always on the same side of things. There's a lot of competing, a lot of parts that all have to, you know. But if any plan was going to be hatched to get Sansa to write this letter, those people would have come up with this option. <laughs> well, this is true. They're not exactly simple men. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Cersei, too. You know, Cersei, like, I mean, it's just so funny because, I mean, she manages it to hold it together, but she always just seems, like, always on edge to, like, blow up at somebody. <laughs> I guess yeah. segue into like as they further discuss something Cersei does. That's totally in her character. Yeah. Manipulate. <laughs> she's manipulating Sansa here, yeah. and I think she's enjoying it. 
the Sansa, um, so they're discussing, Sansa's right there, and they're discussing, like, it, it goes on to this where they start discussing her traitor blood, like, right in front of her. Like, so bizarre. Like, and then Peter's saying, like, he's, and I wondered about this. Like, that didn't seem very smart of him, but maybe, you know, he, Peter says she reminds him of Catelyn, and Cersei immediately, and Sansa notices this, that Cersei looks troubled when he says that. Um, but she's still, she's still acting kind on the surface, but she can kind of tell a look came over her face. Um, then Cersei brings up Arya and the wolf incident. <sighs> Sansa exclaims, like, the Arya has traitor's blood, not her. And, <laughs> God, it's just so, like, the Which traitor's kid. blood in and of itself is just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <I know. laughs> because if that's the case, that sets the precedent for if one guy was a traitor, we can just kill the rest of this family. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of who they are, because it's in the blood. God. Arguably Robert and his whole family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So Cersei asks her to write letters. Like, at the beginning, she's like, she ends up writing more, but she's like, well, you know, write your mother and Rob and tell them that your father betrayed the king and she must urge them to keep the king's peace, quote unquote. And they will, t- you know, they, and she says, well, we're going to tell you what to write. She doesn't leave her any much options. And they said that if they come to the king's, come to King's Landing and pledge fealty to Joffrey, you know, which is a total crock of crap. But she's like, oh, then you'll still be able to wed him. Um, she tells Sansa that. And um, Sansa hesitates because, she, you know, she's thinking, I need to, who would she think of? I need to ask somebody for information, which makes sense. And she says, ask to speak to her father. And they don't like that. And Varys immediately, oh, treason. And Cersei's eyes turn to stone and she tells her she's disappointed. You know, why would she want to see him if she's loyal? And uh, she tells her he's well and Pycelle says King Joffrey will decide his fate. And in, in Sansa's head also, she goes to this big thing. Well, you know, I don't get into that more now. I don't want to stop and discuss that part. That was kind of, <sighs> you know, we know she's lying. She's not going to, that's never going to yeah. happen. <laughs> Sansa's not going to marry Joffrey at this point. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. She's no, like, but I think, well, I think that's the reason for the whole song and dance they're doing for her the whole charade is so that she will still feel feel like that she possibly is still going to marry joffrey that if she does what she what they ask her to do here and all of that everything will be fine i'll still marry joffrey yada 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 and you think i mean would she have even accepted that would she have accepted them promising pledging fealty do you think cersei would have been okay with that or no i don't I think honestly it would have complicated things. Yeah, because I could see. I was like, well, how would that go down? I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling it's like they wouldn't like have. Trap, like, like they they would never have been able to get there, or they would never. They've been. Be- but there are all those people in King's Landing who are hostages. Yeah. You know, and they're just there. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I think it's sort of what you would what society would expect them to do. So they're going to like extend that as an offer, knowing that they won't, the Starks will never take it and knowing the Tully's will never take it. And I think Peter is going on and on about cats, you know, beauty and all that, because uh, we find out later that what he had wanted to do was he had wanted to marry Sansa and he proposed that. And Cersei was like, no, you're, you know, she's way too high born for you. And I think her plan always was that, you know, even if he wasn't, if she wasn't going to marry Joffrey, she'd be married to another Lannister, you know, thrown down some stairs or something, but a cousin or something. Yeah. Lancel or lots of them. 
Oh, Sansa convinces herself that Joffrey wouldn't harm her father, and she's at most she he would send him into exile for a few years. Like, oh god, and then pardon him. It's so so out there, knowing what we know about him. But um, it's just sad to read. Um, but she worries that her mother and Rob will somehow, you know, she's fretting that they'll somehow ruin everything if they even do one thing wrong. Like, you know, not even, she's not even getting to the point where, okay, they'll refuse to swear fealty. Yeah, that would be bad. But she thinks something else is going to go wrong. And um, she has to make them, you know, she's like, I have to make them understand that Joffrey's a good and kind king. And so she tells the council that she's going to write the letters they want. Um, Cersei smiles. She's shining like sunshine now. And um, so Sansa ends up writing four letters to Catelyn and Rob. I'm assuming that's the first. And then her brother, the Sansa's brothers at Winterfell, Liza, one to Liza and one to Hoster Tully. Um, when they atter- return her to her room, Jane is already gone. And while she doesn't miss the weeping, she says to herself, like she feels it's colder now. And she comforts herself by reading one of her father's favorite books filled with stories of valiant, prince, valiant princes and ladies. Um, and later she dozes off. This is when she realized she forgot to ask about Arya. And that's where we end. Jeez. <laughs> really not winning any fan chapters. I know. <laughs> I mean, tough look for Sansa in this chapter. Very tough look. He laid it on mm. it's, it's really tough though i mean i think like people read this they read this the first time and they think this bratty little girl this stupid kid who screwed all this up and what they're not seeing is like i, I think there's like george is trying to show you that there's all this turmoil underneath and you really have to read closely to see that like she gravitates towards those books i mean but i'm like i was, I was just thinking about it i have a friend whose um parent is dying and she was like, she, you know, she went home and played Animal Crossing because she was just like, they're not letting me see him and I need to just do something that is going to take my mind away from it. And those books of a, a world where, you know, knights are true and good and, you know, the good people win and the bad people. I mean, that's what she believes in. That's what she wants to believe in. But I think she's got to know. I mean, I don't think she has any idea what's going on with Jane or where Jane is headed to, but it's survival. she's wary yeah. of Peter. She seems to sense the queen has things going on. She knows that the people are treating her differently. And she there's a bit where she's being walked through and she doesn't want to look at the body in case it's somebody she knows. Oh, Isn't yeah. there? I think there is. Yeah. 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 Right. So, I mean, there's like. PTSD going on here, and I don't think she just she just can't process it. Yeah, because that's a good point. That if it's like you do, like we all, you know, I think some to some extent, I did surface reads of area some of the area chapter. I didn't see that more of the humanity underneath that I set, saw in rereads. But yeah, it's the same thing. It's it's coping mechanisms and survival and comforting in a really horrific situation where I mean, and you shut down. I mean, how much can especially a child process in in a couple days of like you know horror well does anybody have anything else to add or any any questions oh do we have any questions yes we do um so one to trish um from discord they say cersei seemed to be unaware that jane was in sansa's room at that time who do you think sent her there and how different do you think the timeline would be if Sansa and Joffrey got married before things went haywire in King's Landing? Oh, man. 
Oh, man. I think she's still I feel like it might have just been some <laughs> random guard yeah. that put Jane and Sansa, that put her in, like, put her, Jane in that room with Sansa. It had to have just been some random guard and not someone in charge. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't appear to be any kind of intentional. It's just like, oh, these two, you know. She's been, we'll just put her here. Yeah. Um, well, it needs to be chaotic, and, too. Yeah. Yeah. And before them going, um, well, if they had gotten married, Sansa and Joffrey, before things go haywire in King's Landing, I, I've never thought about that because them getting married before just wouldn't really make much sense. Yeah. Um, so I've never really thought about it, but I mean, I, if they're married, I can't see this kind of fallout. I can see like Arya. I mean, I can see them grabbing Arya and all. I don't know if you quite need the like, um, uh, Lannister approach to total destruction. Yeah, or maybe yeah, you do. Right. I don't know, but right. I mean, there, that that gets more complicated. And then Cersei probably she doesn't have any problem breaking the rules, so I could see her just like annulling or whatever their version of that is. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, and I mean, if they are married already, maybe Ned does things differently. Oh. You got to take that into account. If they're oh. married, maybe oh. he doesn't do everything. He does the same exact That's way. That's a good point. Well, keep in mind at this point, the plan is still to marry her to Joffrey. They don't have the Tyrell thing at all. That doesn't come into play until um um. Stannis, because at this point, you know, the plans with the Tyrells are to go marry Marjorie to Renly, which is either happening now or is shortly going to happen. So they're not in play. Sansa does, I mean, if you declare, I mean, there's a couple of ways they could have gone with that. You know, yeah. Rob could have been married to Marcella. I mean, there are options. But right now, you know, Sansa, the, st- the plan is still to potentially marry her to Joffrey. God. Can you, uh, God, can you, like, even Ned saw what, him with the whole wolf thing, like, God, why would he, I don't know, maybe he just told himself he wasn't that bad, but ugh. But yeah, maybe Ned does do That's, things a little differently. Yeah, and how long have they been in King's Landing? Because if they get married before all this happens, that means there was a wedding, and that means all of the Starks, everyone was in King's Landing. Yeah. And you don't come for a wedding and then just immediately leave. So people are still around. Like so many things are different depending on the timeline. If they get married before all yeah. this happens. Gosh. Oh my God. How um, many people they've killed? Lord. Yeah. Oh, and God. speaking like of like <laughs> Joffrey, Ned, not realizing like that Joffrey's that bad. That's, I think I asked this in another episode. I can't remember which one, but how much time is Sansa spending with Joffrey? Because the way she talks about him, like, that he could do no wrong in the world. At some point, he would have had to have slipped up, made some kind of remark, killed some animal when he didn't know she was around, or something. Like, yeah. I can't imagine him just being the perfect, just perfect anytime Sansa's around. I, yeah. I always wonder well, how much time well, he's actually I think spending it's together. Like she's seen him in very controlled circumstances for the most part. And when she doesn't, and you got to wonder if that was also deliberate on the people who mind him. Like when he's kind of a shit, it's like, you know, people are drunk or whatever, but like at the turning, but she's not with him constantly. So she's not seeing all of that. Now, if they're married, of course that changes. And I mean, he's probably, you know, yeah. I think she'd realize pretty quickly. I would. Oh God. 
But then again, I mean, how different would it be for her? Because now she's sort of stuck. You know, (laughs) you're married. Yeah, yeah, she marries him and then she realizes that it's like, okay, well, now what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't seem like, that's the weird thing. She doesn't seem much one for, oh God, I just don't know what it would take for her to actually, or what she could do to take any action, you know? Well, I think that's part of the issue. Like, you know, I think like, like, I think we as the reader or the watcher, when we're watching these things, we tend to like, well, she should do this. You know, like you watch and you're like, well, why didn't they jump out the window? But, you know, it's like she's a little kid, essentially. She is not, I mean, she's not even a teenager. She doesn't have a lot of, I mean, her only skill sets right now are her intelligence and her courtesy. That's what she's got, her beauty. I mean, those are the things she's got going for her. Because right now she's learning her family is actually a liability. Because they basically told her that about seven different ways, which is why I think she starts worried that they're going to screw things up. And, I mean, she's just been traumatized. So, I don't know. I think it gets way more complicated. But I don't know how soon they'd have to be married because, I mean, remember, Kat has... um kidnapped Tyrion and you know taking him as a hostage so yeah you know I unless they get married immediately which I don't think would happen given their her because they don't want to marry her immediately because she's not um had her period yet yeah that would have had to been they got married and when they came to Winterfell basically like when that would have had to happen It seems like it was doomed, like, really early in. Like, it seems like they're, you know, even probably Cersei probably knew, had a feeling that this wasn't gonna, she wasn't gonna let this happen. I don't know. <sighs> Not sure. <laughs> um, we have another, um, <clears throat> Tumblr Anon. Um, they say, great Sansa episode. I'm assuming they mean Sansa 3. Um, don't remember what that one was. I'm sure it was a while ago. Um, I do have a slight objection to raise, and that is the idea of Sansa supposedly betraying her family in the original outline. The outline specifically said that when the um, crunch comes, Sansa would choose her husband and child over her parents and siblings. The key thing there um, here is child. That's not betraying anyone. Um, your kid comes first, and we can't overlook the reality of a Westeros Restorosi society that shows Sansa would not have been able to just up and leave Joff. For example, if somehow the Tully sided with the Lannisters during the war, should Cat have sided with her father and brother over Rob? No, she shouldn't. Um, and I would agree with that. Um, in the original outline, it does say her child. Um, and so they're like, that's couldn't blame her for that at all. If yeah. that's the way the story had gone. Um, so yeah. Does it say child and like Joffrey though, or is it just child? It, it I th- this the um, Anon says it's both, and I do think it is both. From when I read the original outline, I do think it says child and Joffrey. Was Joffrey, Joffrey, supposed, Joffrey. To be, supposed to be as bad in the original? I wonder. Yeah, that's yeah. the next probably question. worse. Yeah. <laughs> he keep it up? Like we we're just talking about how long could he keep up his act? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he hadn't written the thing yet. Was Joffrey? always going to be a psychopath or was he or sociopath or was he initially just you know yeah just like well, you yeah know, i don't, betra- I don't George, think he George is betrayal or is it us assuming it's a betrayal <laughs> where is this coming from it's coming from in the outline like 
she's married to Joffrey, and remember the outline has um the Jamie or it, uh, Tyrion and Arya. I mean, the outline's kind of yeah, all nuts now, but different, yeah. But she has a a a child with Joffrey, and then she has to pick, and I think she sides with her husband and the kid, but. Yeah. But I don't remember if Joffrey is fleshed out enough that he is crazy or if it's like, you know. I don't think he is. I can't remember, but I don't think he is. I think it's just because it's the Lannisters. And I think, you know, when we if you were to read their outline, you just take what we have from the story we have and put it there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it is possible that Joffrey wasn't supposed to be this same Joffrey that we know from this story. Okay, are there any more questions? Um, yes. That is all the mail. All the mail. Okay. Uh, you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com. Um, submit questions to the chapter threads on the Jamie and Brand subreddit. Um, and, uh, send anonymous mail to Tumblr if you'd like. Uh, follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Please like, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, all the places you listen. And please support us on Patreon at Close the Door. Uh, thank everyone for this discussion of Sansa 4, and I'm closing the door. Get out.